Put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. I hope you meatballs who've listened to this before actually fist pump when I do the What's Your Jersey part. If not, welcome to the podcast if this is your first time. And feel free to fist pump or get excited or do a little hair flip in your car if there's anything that makes you happy. Um, I'm very, very honored to be able to keep doing this. So I just want to say thank you so much for reviewing and rating and subscribing and sharing with your friends. I can't do this without you listeners. And also, if you have anything you want to talk to me about, email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. Guys, it's been a day. Man, oh man, it's Monday here in Los Angeles, uh, and all I can say is the lyrics to Just Another Manic Monday keep going through my head. I don't think Mercury's in retrograde right now, but it might as well should be. Uh, normally, you know when you just feel like you're on top of shit and everything's planned out and then one thing goes wrong and it's a snowball effect? Well, that is what has happened today, but we made it. We got through, and uh, I don't know if any of you are having a day like this, or if you've had a day like this, or if you do have a day like this in the near future. My only advice is to take 10 deep breaths, and then I promise to God, something will feel better. You'll be able to focus. Maybe you won't cry. Maybe you won't have a panic attack, but um, I wish you good luck. I also want to say that this week we have a treat. My guest gives so much good advice. You guys, I would get a notepad and write it down or like stop your car, pull over. I don't know where you listen to this. I listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning and driving because when I'm cleaning, I don't know. I don't feel like breaking out into like a dance or get distracted. The podcast is just playing it keeps me going so I definitely recommend listening to a podcast when you clean and when you're driving it's just I don't know it's like listening to your listening to your friends in your head anyway um I guess gives great advice on um starting your own business on keeping the branding just fresh and current on doing a million different things and making them all work uh she's a professional bridesmaid actually uh she's the founder of the viral business bridesmaid for hire she's the creator of the blog the things i learned from she's the voice of the podcast you're not getting any younger which i was a guest on so you guys should after you finish listening to this go over and listen to that on iTunes. And she is the author of the Amazon best-selling books, All My Friends Are Engaged, When You Least Expect It, Essays on Living Without a Five-Year Plan, and Always a Bridesmaid for Hire. Guys, you've seen her on the Today Show, Good Morning America, CNN, NPR, Fox News, The Steve Harvey Show. She's adorable. She's so relatable. She's just awesome. I feel like you are going to be as obsessed with her as I am. I am so excited to have you here. I just listed all of your amazing credentials. You make me tired, which is hard to do because I don't need a lot of sleep. And um, I just say you are goals. You're amazing. 
Uh, meatballs, welcome Jen Glance to the oh podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I feel like the same about you and I like secretly want to be your best friend. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> well, now you don't have to be a best friend in my head. We can actually like work on this relationship. I love it. I'm in the market for new friends. So thanks for that invitation. Yes. Uh, meatballs, before we get into anything else, Jen was just on the Today Show today. Yes, I was. It was crazy. I filmed it last week and it aired today. And you know, I do a lot of TV. I never get nervous, but I get so nervous watching myself when it airs on TV. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. First, I want to hear about what it was like watching yourself. It was terrible because you just pick yourself apart. And for today, I said, you know what? No matter how you think you look or sound, say nice things, say nice things, say nice things. It ends. My mom calls me. I'm like, oh my God, I looked terrible. Like my eye, like all this stuff. And it's such a bad thing to do. So I'm so grateful for the experience. And, you know, you can't be so critical of yourself. It's hard. You really can't be. And it's so shocking to hear you say that because you're the like perfect woman Stop to it. me. Okay. Every, but you know what? <laughs> My boyfriend's like, you know, the camera, like you gained, you gained 10 pounds on camera, but you didn't. And I'm like, yeah, I gained 50 on camera. <laughs> you know, I just think like it's, it's hard because you just when you look at yourself in a mirror, you see things people don't see. But I don't know. You know what? I, today I was like, I'm not going to be so critical and I'm over it. I got over it faster than usual. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because you have, uh, there was an, a book, it was written by the women that wrote the rules and their daughters. Yes. yes. I forget the name of it, but they list things that men love, like the things they're attracted to first. And it's the light colored hair. That's kind of oh, wavy. You have like a good little hourglass. Your nails are done. Like Barely. the cute little outfit. It said to wear like loose, like she's wearing this really cool, like pink sequin skirt right now. You know what's so funny on my way here? I'm like, do you ever have outfit regret where you leave the house and you're like, why in the world did you choose that? That's how I feel about this because my shirt is stained. <laughs> the skirt makes me look like I'm 22 and I'm so much older than that. Yeah, so. but you look like you're 22, so it doesn't matter. I know, but I feel like I should start looking 30. No, why? You can look 30 when you're 45. It's fine. You know, that's actually a really good point. I yeah, like fuck that. it. I like that. No, I had outfit regret today because, guys, I had to go to the West Side to do a podcast and the air conditioning broke no. in the building and I'm wearing a nude bodysuit and I was freeing, I'm no bra, and all of a sudden halfway through the podcast one of the other hosts was complaining about having like underarm sweat and I was like oh that sucks and then I felt under Stop. the boob and I looked down and it looked like I had been nursing twins Stop it was it. just so it was drenched and I was like guys is that where you sweat from I apparently yeah I have never had that before though me neither I mean I have but luckily like it stays within the bra oh, but what yeah. did you did you justify it like oh oh I Lord. laughed no, I, w I was just Good like, for you. It's, I'm going to take your arm sweat and I'm going to raise you. <laughs> it was rough, guys. There was nothing I can do. My weave is getting nappy. Mm. Like, the like it's just today is not the day. No. So no. I want to hear about your today show appearance. What happened leading up to it? Because you were telling me you were a little late. Boy. Yeah. So I am such a punctual person. Like mm -hmm. if I need to be somewhere, I'm 45 minutes early. Yes. I'm so prepared for this particular Today Show interview, it was like one of the biggest days of my life. And I was staying in Brooklyn. The interview was in Manhattan, which isn't terribly far, but it, there was so much traffic. It can take an hour. It took an hour and a half. And I was so stupid. I did an uber freaking pool no! for the biggest moment of my life. <laughs> and I'm a good 30, 40 minutes away. And the producer calls and she's like, so where are you? And I'm like, of course you lie. I'm like, oh, I'm right around the corner, like 15 minutes. She's like, 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, like we're all here 
even the, the host, Dylan Dreyer, was there. Like, we're waiting for you. And by the way, like, I didn't put my dress on or my makeup on. I was waiting till I got there to do that, hoping, like, I could steam the dress. I'm in the backseat of this Uber freaking pool, taking my clothes off, putting my dress on so late. I ended up being, like, 30 minutes late when I got there. And you can tell they were, like, a little upset. It sucked. I felt like I, I couldn't get over that moment for like a good week. I'm still like a little mad at myself. You're having like PTSD. I am. And I'm like, do you think that anyone actually left there thinking bad things about you because you were late? No. Like you're no. the only freak who's like holding on to this. But well, they moved on. They, they were like next segment. Like you the think second they really you were done. Care? Right. And I'm like, I feel so bad. Should I send them like a flower? Like a thank you note? Like, <laughs> should I send them a note? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, should I? I don't know. I just felt like so bad. So now I feel like I'm going to show up like two hours early to everything. Don't. You were great today. You were 15 know, minutes early like, and it was I awesome. Have PTSD. <laughs> but you had quite the day too. <sighs> oh man, guys. It was rough. I kind of had a similar thing yep. that Jen had where I, you know, you're a hustler. You've been on a bunch of TV shows. You do your own podcast. You have a blog. And I we're going to get all into that. Um, and I do a bunch of stuff too. So I'm very like punctual. I also sometimes, to a fault, rely on my photographic memory. Mm. So I looked at a text and I saw a 2 p.m. podcast in my text for the podcast I was supposed to do today. Now, in my brain, I forgot we also had scheduled a podcast for tomorrow where they're going to do What's Your Jersey? <gasps> We are doing it tomorrow at 2 p.m. We had scheduled today for 1 p.m. And I had made the mistake. I had texted them, one of the hosts, see you at 1 p.m. today. I texted that last night. And then yet today, I texted the other host, see you at 2 p.m. And I think we all just like got confused, which again, all my fault. And so I get home. I went to Rise Nation in the morning. I'm binging your podcast. I'm binging Thurs. And I look at my text and I'm like, oh, 2 p.m. I got an extra hour. It's the best feeling in the world. Oh, my God. So I literally, I was, I was just, you know, screwing around online. I was, did all the makeup. Like, it was like RuPaul's Drag Race in my in my bathroom but you look good oh thank you shockingly because I cried most of it off um so I'm heading out the door at one o'clock and I get a call and they're like uh just so you know like parking's across the street and I was like great I'm in West Hollywood I'm leaving now and they're like wait what and they were like oh we were supposed to start at one it's one now like how far are you and I was like um I'm like 25 minutes away and so I like I'm like I'll be there and they're like it's fine like we have to do a meeting first so whatever we'll flip it and then I get my car and my gas light goes on and I'm like I don't want to like run out of gas on the way there so I'm like you know what like they're doing a meeting I stop at the Chevron (laughs) that I always stop at for my Celsius drinks you guys know I love them um and my gas tank won't open. It's crazy. And so apparently there's something going on electronically with my car. The gas station attendant couldn't get it opened. And earlier today at like 2 a.m. I was also electronically failing when I was trying to send Jen emails. Oh, yeah. And she woke up with like six unanswered weird emails it was like a puzzle it was really great it was like a puzzle piece to put together I'm like I like this girl she keeps it real interesting with her emails most people are boring oh, you're like she's insane oh, I like she it. is mentally I ill um so yeah from 2 a.m on my electronics were like messing up so whatever I'm at Chevron the gas tank won't open I'm already late so I'm like fuck it I'm gonna leave my car here I'm gonna take a lift my phone's not working 
that's like the worst feeling in the world when you can't even order a Lyft and Uber. Yeah. Like there was just no service. So that's when I started hyperventilating and I haven't had a moment like this in a while. Did you contemplate asking somebody A for a ride or B to call you Uber or Lyft? I didn't contemplate anyone asking for the Uber or Lyft. I did contemplate either calling my main squeeze at work mm. or calling a girlfriend I had just left to like pick me up but neither of those could have worked I would have like missed missed it it. and again we talked about this on your podcast in the grand scheme of things it's not a it's a podcast that like I'm not getting paid for I'm not losing a job but I like to be you know, know what's the word I'm looking for I always like to be on time and I like to you know keep my word I know, but do you ever like meet someone who doesn't care about time? They're 30 minutes late and, and they don't so care. And they're so successful. And, but they're also like so chill. Like they'll show up 30 minutes late and like not even realize it. And I just want to be more like that. Me too. How do we get more like that? I don't think we'll ever be more like that. <laughs> I think we hang out with each other and we lie about the time we should be there and then we'll feel better. Exactly. You know? Anyway, know. guys, I made it to the box. It was just like a lot. It was crying. My Uber driver was like, you need a sugar daddy to pay for this car to be fixed. And I was like, that's not what I was asking. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. She was like, girl, you famous-ish. <laughs> like, girl, people are always late. So I understand your Today it, Show it's, appearance it's lateness hard. thing. It's so hard to get over that. But, it's you know. It's really hard. I, I will go through therapy for it, and I think we'll be okay. Um, can you tell the meatballs how to find the clip of the Today Show if they missed it? Sure. So you can find it on today.com, but you can also go to my website, Brides Me for Hire. It's on the front page. You can see it, and let me know what you think. Yeah. All right. Before we get into what your jersey yes. is, and we hear all things that are Jen Glance, uh, we do a little section called Just Enough with Jacqueline. Love it. Which is Just Enough Sports, so anyone can talk sports for the week. So thrilled. I need to learn this. <laughs> to learn more about this sports Exactly. Thing. These are like bullet points. We're not going to really get into it because I really don't know that much. I slept through most of the World Cup yesterday. Understandably so. Unfortunately, um, my brother is was a professional soccer player. Soccer is life in our no family. Way. I know. Phil, yeah. He's, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, Go Phil. Right? But unfortunately, I set the alarm for 6 a.m. yesterday and just slept right through it. Phil will give you the highlights. Yes. Probably will tell you everything you need to know and more. Meatballs, I want you to know, France won the World Cup. <laughs> it was so crazy because I feel like I was in Santa Monica yesterday and yes. after they won, everybody seemed to have a France flag or t-shirt or jersey and I'm like, were you fans before they won or did you have like both France and Croatia in your bag and Thank pull you. out the winner? Thank it you. It was just so weird how everybody had that. Everyone had that. I saw a lot of posts of like throwbacks to like people being in France no. after they won. Oh, yes. And I was like, really? Did you give a shit at all? No. No. But I want to know, like, as uh, would you give advice to a girlfriend to like wear a guy's jersey, even though she didn't like like sports or a team? Like, what do you think the rules on that are? I think it's like a sign of respect to do it because my boyfriend went to USC and they're all like a, such a big football school. So yes. once we started dating, I was like, all right, I'll buy a USC shirt. Now I have like 12. I went to the Rose Bowl. And like, I still think my football team is better and cooler, but you show support, you show respect. I think do it if you accept it and you really care. But if you're like, I care nothing about this, it'll show right through that jersey. It'll make you look worse. I agree. And I think it'll just make you look like you have really no clue what's going on. 
I think an alternative to that is get a friend and do like a sexy, cute photo shoot yeah. in the jersey. Even better. I think they'll actually appreciate that way more than you trying to go to a game. 100%. Be- <laughs> I still haven't done that because I'm a little more hardcore when it comes to the baseball team I like and the football team I like. And my main squeeze likes the opposite of oh, those. No. So I don't know if I could put on. He likes the Cardinals baseball. I'm a little more into that. That's okay. Yep. But his team is the Dallas Cowboys and that just are makes, you Giants or Jets I'm a New York Giants fan mm-hmm. yeah and that makes me are you a Jets I'm like <laughs> oh, actually, okay <laughs> I was like there was a pause there yeah, that was just a dramatic pause are you a Mets or Yankees fan I'm a Yankees mm. oh <laughs> still nothing <laughs> you play it off well I know I actually like I care but I really I think they're both great I would have had you pegged for a Mets Jets I, fan <laughs> okay so I am a Mets fan but I don't really have like a Jets or Giants I've only yeah no, but you know what? I'll be a Giants fan now. I can Thank I you. can merge and do that for you. Thank you. We need yeah. we need all the help we can get this year. Um, but I want to say shout out to the fans of Croatia. It would have been really cool if Croatia I had won. Agree. Have because, you been to Croatia? No, we were invited this summer. I know what. Oh yeah. Hi. Shout out to Alex. She got so mad at me because on the Perez podcast, I was like, who are you rooting for? He's like, France. I was like, me too. (laughs) Forgetting about Croatia and how I really wanted them to win. Yep. So sorry, Alex. I really want a Croatia win. I'm sorry. I know it's all my fault. They didn't. Um, have you been to Croatia? You no, know, I have like eight years ago before I knew what it was. I went like after I graduated college and it was so freaking beautiful. It was like a really cool place. Is it like you're in the real life version of Mamma Mia? I felt like it. Yeah. Like I honestly felt like we were jumping off cliffs and like drinking wine outside. Like it just felt <sighs> super beautiful. And this was before anyone like knew about it and it became super cool. So I felt like I had like an inside secret on like where to vacation, but yeah. I wanted them to win too. I right? really did. I like their fans. I feel like their players were pretty hot. They're all really hot. Yeah. Guys, find a good Croatian. They're sturdy. <laughs> they have good tans. Amen. Wear that jersey. I would wear that. Instead. Right? And the yeah. jersey's cuter than yes. the France jersey. Yes. Not, I mean, congrats, France. Um, <laughs> are you Croatian? You look like you could be you know, a little Croatian and yeah. You know, I've always wanted to do one of those DNA tests because I'm not sure what I am, but wait, what? I have no idea. You have no idea. I have no idea. And I feel like an Uber driver asked me the other day, cause that's what we talk about in Ubers in LA. Yeah. And I had no idea what to say. I was like, I think I'm Polish, maybe English. I have no clue. Maybe I'm Croatian. And that's why I feel such a fire toward them winning. I love it. I want you to go to Croatia and like, I want you to go to Croatia. <laughs> I, I the vacation they're taking they're going on a boat and just like living on a boat and like party hopping like is it yacht week is that what it, I think maybe I could be again I know just enough right yeah you'll go when it's the right time yes I have faith. um this is gonna apply to you because you're from Florida right yes yes okay so the Florida Marlins need to step up their game you know they went through like that whole rebranding a couple years ago and I feel like it just made them worse um they last week just had the lowest attendance they've ever had wait is that true (laughs) it's true (laughs) they moved the stadium to be more into miami and i think they lost a lot of fans because it's so far for anyone to drive to unless you live right there and the only people that like live in miami i don't know who are they (laughs) who lives in Miami? i don't really know either i mean i just i feel like it's not baseball fans no no it's like heat fans or dolphin fans but or like thoughts and like instagram models there's a lot of those and i don't think they're going to a marlins game because it's like a hundred degrees humidity oh that's the thing and their weaves probably tangle up i have a weave and let me tell you it doesn't come out in the summer oh you're smart see you're smart well your hair it looks great thank you you're killing it 16 dollar haircut and uh what yeah and in chinatown new york 
Where? What? $16. I get haircuts once every two years because I'm like like terrified of it. I wear extensions usually. Me too. I went and she revolutionized my whole hair. What did she six, do? Well, it started with like a 10 minute scalp massage, which is just enough to be like, you are the best. And then she cut it and I've never had healthier hair in my life. Okay. Well, you can post about plug. that um, salon after <laughs> we're done. Shout out to the salon in Chinatown. You should raise your prices. It's called like, <laughs> I don't even really know the name, but it's like called like your beautiful salon. Like something like Ugh. that doesn't really make sense in English, but it's like... <laughs> It's it's honestly the the best kept secret for hair. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I feel like actually the girls in Miami that are like IG models would want to go to the game so they could be a wag. I feel like they go for the picture yeah. and then they leave before they take the attendance of who actually went to the game. You That's know, so true. Yeah. It's like people listening to podcasts that don't subscribe. Or who listen to the first 20 minutes and drop off. Yeah, the don't do that. Meatballs. Just leave it running in the background. Please. please. And rate and review and give us five stars. Anyway, um, do you have any advice for people like on how to find the Marlins Stadium or what the Marlins should do to get more fans? I think it'd be really cool if they went back to their old branding. Like they have all these like new colors and stuff, but it's like not the Marlins that like most people grew up with and new. And I think, you know, don't fix something unless it's broken and they were fine before this rebranding. Right. So, I was a huge fan just because I like turquoise. Exactly. When I was Thank little. You. <laughs> I, you know what? Like I was too. And, and I think like they just try to become something that they're not. And that's a lot of um, what happens in Miami. So that's my advice is go back to where you used to play and go back to the turquoise and ditch these like crazy colors. Oh my God. You're right. I feel like that there's TV shows or reality shows that just aren't working the same way. And it's kind of no, the same thing. No, you, I mean, you just shouldn't change something that was working really well. Exactly. I agree. Are, are you listening Jersey shore? I was going to say that, but then I was like, <laughs> I don't know how she feels. We've been watching the new Jersey shore and you know, it's just like you, you stick with it you support it. Yeah. But I just don't know. I, I want to see them in New Jersey, which I'm hoping, I don't know, maybe maybe they'll go back. They're doing another season right now. I think they're filming right now. Or maybe just like let it be. <laughs> Either like let it be or put them somewhere like completely random, like middle of nowhere, Ohio. Because yes. like that could be good comedy. But putting them in Miami, I don't know. It was just like. Okay. The Florida Marlins right now are like Florabama Shore. Yeah. That's a TV show. Like leave it at Jersey Shore. Don't do the Alabama Shore thing. Like it's not. Just don't. It's like, not Leave it work. alone. Leave yeah. it just Jersey Shore. I agree. So, I agree. Don't take the, the out of the Jersey Shore. I mean, it's just like obvious. But yes. yeah, that season, this season was rough. Yeah, I mean, rough. I still like it, but it was rough to watch. Yeah, it's fine though. Whatever. All right. Last but not least. And then we're getting into all things you. Um, <laughs> I love this part. I, <laughs> wait, I know. You do so many podcasts that I was like, I want this to be like fresh and this new. This is more fun to talk about than like the old school stuff. I'm like, I'm, I have opinions on sports. Yeah, Look at I me. Know. Oh, you're so gonna. Cool. So I need your opinion on what to do in Vegas during the summer because anyone that loves the NBA or loves being around NBA players needs to know that they're doing like a summer league in Vegas. So guys, Whoa. Vegas is flooded with professional basketball players right now. Did anybody know this? This is amazing. I just found this out yesterday. You know, I have been begging my boyfriend to take me to Vegas for years, and he got a phone call today that his friend's going to be there in two weeks, and he. So we might go and I have all day long. I've been doing this dance called the slot machine dance where I'm just like pulling imaginary slot machines and I have like dollar signs in my, my eyes. Oh my God. I just want to go. Your vibes right now. I don't even drink or party, but like, I just want to go and play games and like sit at the pool. (laughs) 
I don't know. Which I want to do. My boyfriend does not like Vegas. I don't guys know. don't like it when they're not single anymore. You know what? That's it. And we like it because it's like we can still hang with them and then also have fun. Yeah, we can just have fun anywhere. Correct. But I guess the allure of being in Vegas is like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And if you go with your girlfriend, it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah, like, please stay in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. But I love like going out to dinner. I love going yes. to shows. Performing in Vegas is amazing. I can only imagine. No, everyone's really fun. Granted, there's some drunk hecklers, whatever, but it's everyone wants to be entertained. Yep. So I definitely love a good Vegas vacation, but the pool scene, I'm not going to lie. If you look on the Instagrams of like rehab and a few other places, it looks a little rough. You know, (laughs) this is so crazy, but the older I'm getting, the more I'm like a germaphobe Mm -hmm. and the thought like of going into one of those pools right now, knowing like what's inside of it is really actually making me not want to go to Vegas. And like senior in college, Jacqueline, like chugging out of a funnel in Acapulco felt differently. Correct. You and know? like I would have that water in my mouth and be like, I'm so healthy. I feel like if I went, I would get a tetanus shot before I went. <laughs> I would clean my body right after. Like, I just feel like I'd be like really different. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if I want to be that person. All right. Do you have any places in Vegas that you're like dying to go to? Every single casino. And also the Britney Spears concert. Oh, she's not there right Stop. now. My boyfriend's like, I'm going to go to a club. I'm like, great. I'm going to see Britney. I'm going to see Britney. <laughs> Guess not. No, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just want to go. You can go see Perez Hilton. He's hosting the Chippendale show. That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's what you should do. I'm totally going to go really do that. It's really fun. Um, perfect segue. You're so on brand with yourself. I went to Chippendales when I was at a bachelorette no, party. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Okay, so I did one time. I did a Thunder Down Under, which is like Chippendales, but I don't know which one's raunchier. Oh, I feel like Thunder from Down Under. Can I tell you, like, these guys come up to you place their mostly naked bodies on your skin it's like skin to skin contact at thunder down under really it's fun i feel like the thunder from down under guys are probably better dancers for some reason i can't even remember them dancing at all (laughs) though i know that's what the show was was dancing i just remember being so shocked i'm like because like you know like if you've ever been to like halloween horror nights bad reference or like a haunted house yes they're not allowed to touch you so like you can be scared but they can't touch you but thunder down under like they could actually touch you and i think that's pretty shocking there's like no personal space zero <laughs> and if you act like you want it like you want personal space they attack you even more all right jen glance you made it through just enough with jacqueline Woo! you did it that you killed fun. it i know right um i'm happy you had fun i hope you guys learned something um all right you're a founder of a viral business bridesmaid bridesmaid for hire you're the creator of a blog you've written three books you have an amazing podcast you've done all the tv appearances i want to know tell the meatballs where you're from I'm from Boca Raton, Florida, which you might recognize because it's a retirement home for most people's grandparents. Yes, Boca. That's where I was born and raised. Most people will ask me, did you grow up with people your age? And the answer is yes, but mostly people who were in their 90s as well. So I have an affinity for old people. I like They're like my friends. I love them. I love that. I understand them. Yeah. So your jersey is Boca. Yes. <laughs> which, you know, it's so crazy. It's like, it feels like New Jersey and it feels like New York because everybody from the East Coast moves down there. Yeah, to we migrate. That's it. They all come to see me in Boca Raton, Florida. Which I love. So I want to know, little Jen in Boca, were you always just a type A hustler? No, I was painfully shy. 
and bullied in school. So I had no friends. I was always a little bit weird. I went to private school and you had to wear uniforms. I always got in trouble for dress code because I would wear like sparkly glitter belts and I would just do weird things. And people used to really bully me for just being like that. Um, I wasn't very attractive. I was overweight. I just was like kind of a tomboy. My dad would slick my hair back every morning in a bun. I loved it. I didn't play sports, but I wore like the clothing of someone who would play sports. (laughs) And I was really, really shy. Like I couldn't say my name out loud without breaking into hives. Do you have a hive thing? I have a hive thing where I break into hives a lot. Yeah, I think like when I get really, really nervous, like yeah. my skin will just flush and weird things happen. Side note, as a bridesmaid, like I, I'm a, I'm in a wedding coming up and I'm really nervous because I'm wearing a dress that's off the shoulder and my whole oh. chest is exposed and I'm worried about breaking out in hives. Are you giving a speech? I'm not. Although I have been a bridesmaid in certain weddings where all of a sudden a band member will come over to our table and be like, um, the bride wants you to say some words. And I'm like, the wedding, it's happening. Like, what? Huh? I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. Anyway. You should be getting paid for this. Uh, Thank you. I'm hiring you. (laughs) What's your best hive uh, cure on the spot? Sometimes I'll just like go into the bathroom and throw like hot or cold water on me and hope that it just sort of soothes me and calms me down a little yes. bit or like I'll bring a sweatshirt and just put it over my body but it hasn't happened to me in a while like I think it was such like a nervous tick thing that happened when I was so young and just everyone I would say a little thing and people would bully me for it you know it was like a very why were they bullying you I think because I was so different and also so shy And I just really wanted to fit in. Like, I just remember working so hard to fit in and it's just never happening for me. And all of that changed when I left. I went to a private school for nine years and I left right before high school. I went to a public high school and I just remember feeling like free because I didn't have to see the same people I had known since kindergarten. I could now be this different person. And this thing flipped in my brain. And I'm like, well, if you can be a different person, be a person who talks and be a person who like <laughs> has a personality. And I just walked into like freshman year and I felt like I could start over. And it was game. It was a game changer. It was a complete game changer. So you're saying if you're not feeling happy in your surroundings and environment, maybe move. Yeah. Or change your environment, change, your environment, change the people around you it's okay to make brand new friends. Like if the people in your life are putting you down and making you feel like shit, it's okay to press the pause button on them or keep them around, but make new friends, but surround yourself with people who respect what you have to say. Think that you're, you know, like you, um, and don't make you feel horrible because that's my, was my environment for nine years. And when I left, it felt so freaking good. We just talked before the podcast started about friendship breakups. We did. I don't remember why I confessed that to you. It's like my new thing. I walk into rooms and I'm like, my best friend broke up with me. What about you? You know, and I'm like, oh my god, me too. You know, I had a best friend for for like seven years. We were. She was like, you know, how like you can kind of rank your friends in your head. She was number one. She was like maid of honor. Maid of honor. Like, yeah, like That's without always a it. doubt, without a doubt. And she got like really weird. She stopped answering text messages in person. She was mean. So I called her out on it. We met in person, and in person, she's like. Jen, I just don't want to be your friend anymore. And I don't have a reason. Oh, and I was like, can you just please do me a favor and give me a reason? Like, tell me anything, please. But it's like when someone breaks up with you and they're like, yeah, I don't love you anymore. And I don't really know why you just want the reason. And you're probably not ever going to get it. No, but like I've been painstakingly thinking about everything I've ever said to her and done to her. And like, you know, it's it's hard because you just want to know why. And a part of me is like, maybe she doesn't mean it. Like, maybe I should reach out again. And my therapist is like, 
maybe you shouldn't because she was like very clear that she doesn't want to be your friend. <laughs> she you know? clearly broke up with you. She, she did. Like it felt like a legit breakup. My whole body was shaking when she said this to me. Like I wanted to cry, but I like kept it together Good for you. until she laughed and then I cried oh, yeah. in the arms of a stranger. But um, <laughs> that was like me and my Uber driver right? today. It's like amazing how you can just open up to people. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Just lose my shit in front of a stranger. But did I call my boyfriend to help? God, no. No, no never. <laughs> never. I, you know, and, and um, so I'm, I'm down a friend and it's hard. Okay. How are you coping with a friendship breakup? Because I've gone through friendship changes. I, it's, it's, we're still figuring shit out. There's a lot going on. Um, I want to know how you're coping. You know, I looked at it in the scheme of bad things that have happened. And I'm like, this isn't the worst. Life is so short. You can't hang on to a person who doesn't want to be in your life anymore. And it's not always about you. And it's the same with breakups, like real breakups. When people leave your life, sometimes it's because that's the time they're supposed to leave. And I think about with guys I dated that broke up with me and I was so devastated. It was the best possible timing because right after that, I met someone even better. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that they left my life. And, and friendship isn't like that because, you know, you, you want those people around. But I just feel like life is so short that if I'm going to sit here and cry about what I could have done or, or wish for her back, it's almost like everyone in your life is temporary and you have to know that and will I be a different kind of friend in the future to people yes of course but I can't do anything to repair that and you just sort of have to keep moving on you're so mature this is me in real life but me at home is yeah. like crying into like, a do you pillow want revenge like my biggest thing was like I hate that there's social media and I hate that like we're kind of in the public eye yes because I'm not saying like I'm famous or whatever but there are certain things that like you'll see someone post something and you're like, what the fuck? That's not what happened. Or like, not that they're posting about like a fight or whatever, but you're like, if only people knew. Well, you know what? Like this girl in particular, like today, she liked my today show post and it's like, but wait, you told me you want nothing to do with me, you know? So it's like without social media, maybe you'd mend better, but with social media, it's almost like a breakup. You have to block them. You can't think about them. It really is. I don't know. I think the idea of friendship is really odd. Really? Um, I never Which is why you started your business. I, uh, correct, because like I never had a best friend. Okay. Like I've never had a best friend. Uh-huh. I've never had like that friend I grew up with. Like I just never had that. So in my head, it's like you meet someone, you connect with them, but then you, both of you change. Yeah, and it's okay if you change and you just find more people and different people. I don't know. People are t- everything is temporary and. I think you can't hold on to things as much as you want. So you asked me these questions, but this pertains to your journey in New Jersey. What about Boca made you move? Where did you go to school again? I went to UCF in Orlando. Okay. So you went to Orlando. Were you like, I'm going to be a professional bridesmaid or what did you do? Um, I was like, I'm going to be a poetry major. And nobody told me that was a terrible idea. I wish they did. And after I graduated college, I remember thinking, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Um, They don't prepare you for that in college. And I was in a sorority in college. I was president. And they called me and they were like, hey, if you want to work for us for a year, you can work for us. You'll travel from school to school and you'll be a consultant for the sorority. You'll live on couches and floors and that'll be your job. And I was like, great. You know, no one else would hire me with a poetry degree. I didn't want to live at home in Boca. <laughs> no. So I took this job and for a year. It's I, like you're going back to retire and you haven't exactly, started yet. That's what it felt like. I'm like, why am I like reading ARP and I'm 22 years old? <laughs> So I, I took this job for the sorority and my job was to go to college 
college from college to college and I was sent to like very high risk schools that were hazing or that couldn't recruit more than two people and I had to walk in at 22 and solve these problems when all I really wanted to do was like party um so it was like a very interesting year girls treated you really badly they hazed you um and you slept like I would sleep on floors why would they haze you though because you were like kind of the bad person walking in there like stop drinking when really like you're taking shots in the bathroom you know like you're like don't do what I do do as I say correct (laughs) and you're like a little little immature for that role but um and they were probably jealous of you you're hot no, thank you. I mean, I think they were mad that I was there. So it was like a really interesting job of trying to relate to people who didn't want you in the room, which prepared me later on for future careers. But it was an amazing job out of college because you learn a lot when you are put in a position where you walk into a room and people are like, oh, this person's here. Well, it reminds me of doing stand up. Exactly. You never know who you're going to get in the audience and you have a couple minutes or a couple days to make them smile or laugh or exactly. have fun. And you also are a female. So immediately they're like, ugh, and this you're bitch, cute. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> Why is she here? Yeah, it's getting easier and easier. I'm not going to lie. Like when I started five years ago, I feel like there was an even worse stigma where now it's getting more and more acceptable. And yeah. I feel like every actress out here is now a stand-up comedian that's female. But it's still it's still working against you a little bit. And you For just sure. got to be funny. You just have to work harder than everybody else. Which I feel is like you, you know do. that. But I feel like you do that too. <laughs> oh, sometimes. I, I feel like you do. I tried today. It just, <laughs> it just you didn't. You get a pass. Every couple of days you get a pass. Give yourself a pass. <laughs> Thank you. You deserve it. So how did you pass along from your sorority days to actually being in New York? So after that ended, I moved back home to my parents' house. I was super depressed. I didn't know what to do next. I applied for every kind of job from dressing mannequins at Forever 21 to, I don't know, like any job that I thought maybe would read my resume. And I eventually convinced a company. I scammed a company sort of who did PR in New York. I said, you know, I have no PR experience, but I'm a writer. So if you hire me, like, you know, I will have the mind of a journalist. And I don't know how I got this job, but they gave me two weeks. So I moved up to New York. I worked this job, hated the job from day one. I had a male boss and a male coworker and that was the whole company. And the boss was like super sexist, put me in like really compromising positions. And for a year and a half, I, I stuck around there, but every single month I'd go on job interviews and I couldn't get a job anywhere. Really? So I was living in New York working this shitty job that caused me to start my blog that caused me to write more and eventually I got out of there but it was like horrible it was the worst boss in the world and you're sitting there thinking like I wish I had the courage to look at him and say like f you I quit I'm going home but you know you're 24 you have to pay your apartment yeah you have to live you have to live and like and it's such like a tough thing because looking back Without a doubt, if this happened right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't last a day there. Yeah. But back then, I wish I had that attitude because I was so walked all over and put up with so much crap that as a woman, you shouldn't put up with, but I didn't have it in me back then. And I don't think you should ever let your fears stand in the way from standing up from yourself because you know what? There's other jobs. And even if I did walk out of there and still had my bills, I would have rather worked in like the subway, cleaning like the subway tracks than put up with this bullshit. And I will always regret not standing my ground back then. Wow. Hello, I am woman. Hear me roar, Ken. Welcome to New York. (laughs) Well, one of my favorite things you've said is um, 
to become a success, become a success by acting like one. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's probably what you did to just like move to the next level. Um, I know you said you didn't have, you've never had a best friend, Mm. but obviously you had a lot of girls that loved you because while all of this was happening, you managed to write a book Mm. (laughs) about basically always being a bridesmaid and all my friends are engaged. And you were asked by how many people to be a bridesmaid in the beginning? So many. And you know what? Like, when you're in a sorority, I think you just have access to more girls oh, than yeah. any other normal person. <laughs> and I don't really think it was that they like loved me as like a good friend. I think they have like a quota to fill. Like they're like, we have eight spots and we need like an eighth. And this Jen girl, like she seems to show up, you know, I'm usually on time um, <laughs> and I like to dance. So I think like I fit the role of bridesmaid and I kept being cast for the, these distant friends. And the weirdest, weirdest thing happened where like, four years into being always the bridesmaid two distant friends. So I hadn't spoken to in an average of like five years. Mm-hmm. They both called me on the same night and they asked me to be a bridesmaid. It was like, I was on punk. I was like, this can't be real. Like you live a block away and I haven't seen you in years and you want me to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, wow. And I was like, I was talking to my roommate. I'm like, Carrie, like what is going on? And she's, she rolled her eyes at me and she was like, duh, that you're good at this you're like a professional bridesmaid or something and she had like left for the weekend and that kept ringing and ringing and ringing in my head and I was like oh there's something here and I'm gonna do something with it and like what made you actually listen to your gut because there's so many times where I'm like that's a great idea I need to do that or whatever like what made you stick to your guns and what advice do you have to people when it comes to that I think this is the secret to every successful thing I've ever done or gotten is that you hit a point of rock bottom where you just don't care anymore and I was feeling so down that night I had a meeting with these other women that night I wanted to speak at their event and they basically laughed in my face they're like you speak at our event you're nobody and And I had that weighing on my mind. I had what my roommate said on my mind. And I find that I work really hard not to prove people wrong, but to prove myself right. So I took all of that like energy and I was like, I'm so pissed off right now. I'm going to go on Craigslist and I'm just going to run with this idea. And like, I don't, I don't care. And I think the best things come from you feeling like you have nothing to lose. And that's how I felt in that moment. I posted an ad. I offered my services to strangers as a bridesmaid. I didn't tell a soul. It was anonymous. I created a fake email address. Do I get a plus one at gmail.com? <laughs> Don't email that. It's, Gmail blocked it because after I posted this ad, I got like hundreds and hundreds of responses. Gmail thought it was fraud. And um, <laughs> people read the ad and they were like, this is so great. I'd love to hire you. And I remember like reading this at my full-time job Monday morning being like, oh my God, what did I just do? Did I just break the internet? Yeah. And then like I I Googled it and like Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, like a bunch of people picked it up. And I remember I called my mom and I'm like, mom, sit down. Like I did the number one thing you told me never to do. I went on Craigslist and she's like, are you alive? Where are you? And I was like, no, like, and I told her what I did. And she was, her first response was like, thank God, because now you don't have to pay for your own bridesmaid dresses. Because at that point I had like a closet filled with the ugliest bridesmaid dresses that I had paid for out of pocket. And those things are so expensive. Do you want to rent some or borrow some? Not rent, (laughs) but like I have a closet full of them too. How many do you think you have? I think I have five right now, which isn't that many, but that's still a lot. And I've heard you talk and I don't want you to have to repeat yourself on a lot of stuff, but, um, it's about a thousand dollars to be a bridesmaid. About. Sometimes more. Sometimes more. 
but like the dress alone yeah it's like two three hundred dollars but all durations because dresses those bridesmaid dresses are made for people who are five ten i don't know many yes i don't know many people who are five ten so if you're not five ten you have to spend a hundred and fifty dollars altering a dress (laughs) you are never gonna wear again so what okay i've never actually heard you say this i'm sure people have asked you what is the respectful way to decline being a bridesmaid I think it's doing it fast and giving a reason. I think it's a good enough reason to say, I just can't afford to do this, but I'm happy to be there for you in other ways. Okay. Or I have so much going on in my life and list a couple of those things, but here's what I'm still able to help you with. And I would still love to come to the wedding. The thing is, tensions are really high. Brides will take it the wrong way, but you just have to remember that if you know you can't do this and you can't put your best foot forward, don't do it because you will grow to resent the bride and the friendship will be ruined forever it's really tough because also you'll probably end up bitching about it the whole time instead of letting yourself have fun yes and I you know I've been in a bunch of weddings and I'm now a bridesmaid there's a bottle of ranch sitting in front of Jen which I did not plan on purpose when she came in I made lunch and I was like this doesn't taste good I need ranch Apparently the ranch bottle says, will you be my bridesmaid? It's hilarious. I'm like, is this a gift for me? And yes, I will be your bridesmaid. But this is the most amazing thing in the world. No, but it is, it's really, really tough because there are certain people that like you haven't seen in a while or like you haven't talked to and you're just like, I get it. Like we had good times, but like maybe I'm not the best person for the job and then they should give them your email address. They should. I mean, I always say when you're choosing your bridesmaids, think about who you'd want to be trapped in an elevator with. Oh, that's good. And like, if I think about that, I would want to be trapped with like maybe two people I know. Those should be your bridesmaids. But like, you never want to be trapped with like eight to 10 people. So also, I just went to a wedding, a close family member who didn't have any at all. I I is that a new trend that's on the rise? I think so and I think it's like if you look back to what the purpose of bridesmaids are it's completely outdated like in medieval times bridesmaids would like cast off evil spells and stuff but like nowadays it's like almost a sign of like I have so many friends like look at them when really like you have beef with each of these friends and that all services for your wedding and it's awkward and the role of a bridesmaid is really freaking hard and your friends would make better party guests and very true you have fun that way you know <laughs> Well, now I'm like worried because I haven't with my main squeeze. I haven't been to a wedding with him yet. And I'm worried because he doesn't know anyone at the wedding. How like as a bridesmaid, how do you navigate that? If you have a plus one, how do you like give equal attention? Or is that even a a thing? It's so hard because if you are a bridesmaid, you are not with your plus one. Yeah. You you are so behind the scenes at the wedding. You're helping the bride. Like technically as a bridesmaid, you're on call until the wedding is over, which means like at any point in the night, the bride can turn to you and say, I need to go to the bathroom. Help me pull up my dress or I'm having this emergency. So like you are technically on call or like I drank too much. I need Adderall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like that's the tough part is like bringing a plus one when you're on duty aka a bridesmaid for a friend not even hired is really hard because you're not going to really enjoy the wedding as much as you would if you were just a guest so what am I supposed to do and you don't have your phone on you so you can't keep checking in like are you okay do you need anything like all that I mean tell him to put like games on his phone to play I feel like like, I'm bringing like a toddler like I feel like I need to like entertain him give him an iPad (laughs) put him in a corner where the open bar is and say I'll see you at midnight okay 
that's sort of what it's like. Okay. All right. That's a good one. I like that. Um, there are, I know, I've heard you talk about like Vanderpump Rules and Bravo, and we've had a few Vanderpump people on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, Katie's been on it. Sheena has not been on it, but they both had weddings on the show. And now Brittany Cartwright just got engaged to Jax. Is there anything that you've seen in those other weddings that you think Brittany should or shouldn't do? Well, I know Katie had a lot of bridesmaids, which yeah. I think was good because they do spend a lot of time together. Um, what I liked about Katie's dresses, if I remember correct, is that they were all different. Mm-hmm. Like they were all like the same color, but a little bit different styles. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always a great point is like, let your bridesmaids wear what they're comfortable in. Okay. That's good. And, and not even like let them, but like go shopping with them and have them try on dresses, go one-on-one. Cause in big groups, they might say like, I, they won't be honest, but like, if you feel comfortable in what you're wearing, you'll be a much better human being on the wedding day. But if you put me in a dress where I feel like I'm a mummy because it has so much fabric, like I'm going to be a little bit <laughs> weird the whole day. Um, in your book, uh, it's chapter 15, 20 things to really do with your bridesmaid's dress. Yes. Um, I loved all the things because it's true. I've never worn any of my dresses over no again no and it's it's you know what's even funnier the wedding i'm in right now i ordered the dress from revolve yep and you would think like revolve like they have cute shit yeah but like even that like it's still like i don't see myself wearing it to anything else well it's also like you know where do you go where where you need a long gown like that yeah it's like very few places where you're like oh i'll bust out my long gown collection most people don't have places like that so what's your favorite way to recycle or get rid of the bridesmaid dress you know like i am infamous for like leaving it accidentally quote unquote in like the trunk of a rental car or like a hotel room or just leaving it at the dry cleaner for a very long time and then they donate it i guess but i do have a lot of my bridesmaid dresses stuffed into a garbage bag and my friends when they when they have weddings they'll come over they'll dig through the bag they'll take a dress and my rule is you can't return it so I've gotten rid of like a good fair share of dresses over the years but I still have like 45 in garbage bags oh my gosh yeah and I don't know if I will ever get rid of them fully so if someone like are you recruiting girls like if a meatball that's listening or even a guy like I feel like this is a thing now where I've seen girls be groomsmen I love it. And guys or bridesmen, I guess. Yeah. Is that what you call it? They do. And like, I think that's so amazing because gender shouldn't be a reason why, what kind of friends you have up there with you. Um, I, so in the past four years, I've had 30,000 people apply to work for me. Holy shit. I know. And I've hired, um, running for president, uh, 2020, (laughs) you will see me up there with my 30,000 votes. I've hired people in the past. I have fired people in the past. What, like what gets a bridesmaid fired when you complain? Like I, I, sometimes I work three weddings a weekend in different states okay um and I took I had one girl work with me and at like 10 p.m she's like oh my god my feet hurt and I'm like so tired and oh and it's like at your real job would you tell your boss like maybe you would but like you know like no. this is my third wedding this weekend like I'm dancing to the Bruno Mars song for the third freaking time with a smile on my face like <laughs> this is your job you're getting paid like just do it also, you know, attitude, like as a bridesmaid for hire, you have to be able to put up with all different kinds of personalities, often walk into a room where the people don't like you. They don't want you there because no. they don't know you're hired. You're an imposter. Correct. But they don't know. They don't know. So they're just like, who's this absent friend who never shows up to anything? Oh uh, so like you have to be able to, to hang with different kinds of people. And that's really, really hard. So the movie Rough Night. 
Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I think I've seen previews for it. <laughs> okay. You need to see it. Uh, it's not like the best comedic film that's ever been made, but it's entertaining where I've watched it now three times on three different flights. Like it just, no way. I keep going back to it. And there are friends that are like, where did this girl come from? Where did this girl? And they like fight over who's the better friend. Yep. So that's, that's real. What's that? So that really happens. You know, like people get jealous. There's egos beyond. and then throw alcohol on it. Sometimes the bride will be like, this is Jen. I hired her. And then that crew of attitude is like, well, why did you hire her? Like, why are we not good enough friends? Then the other crew of people, when the bride lies to them and is like, this is Jen from yoga class. They're like, Jen, like, why weren't you at the bachelor party or the bridal shower? Like, where were you for the bride's birthday six years ago? And <laughs> you know, there's like resentment on that end. And yeah. beside the fact like I've done over a hundred weddings. So when I walk into the wedding, I am like a professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. like very type A. So people are almost like, who is this super friend of yours? Who's like on, you know, like something. Cause she's just like crazy. You're so I am on it. Like the bride will be missing something and I'll like have it in my back pocket. You know, like I'm so with it. And people are always like, who is this person? And why is she good at being a friend? But in, in real life, I'm clearly very bad at being a friend. So it's like a very, <laughs> very interesting double life I live. Well, you're just busy being everyone else's friends. Yes, so. I'm busy being strangers' friends. I've lost a lot of friends because I think my job, well, my job is primarily on weekends. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of my real friends are like, well, you know, that sucks. We don't see you ever. I've heard you say certain things like the best advice you could give to a bride before it starts is like, open your eyes. Yeah. You can finish that. Open sentence. your eyes and pay attention because like, I hate weddings. <laughs> I, I've never liked weddings. I was never that girl who was like, I want pink flowers and I want this. Like I love love. I love people. And oftentimes weddings nowadays have become shows and Instagrammable events. And I try to remind the bride, like things are going to go wrong. This is not going to be the best day of your life. That's impossible. Yeah. But open your eyes, pay attention, spend time with people you love because it's going to fly by and don't worry that the flowers are shade off. Um, and that's really hard for people. Yeah. But I think it's so important. And also I've heard you talk about how it's dumb to spend a shit ton of money on like an eight hour party. Nobody <laughs> notices anything about your wedding. And I'm sorry to say this. They don't even notice your dress. What they, <laughs> what they don't, they don't, what they do, what people care about and will remember from your wedding is how good the food was, how good the music was. And the open bar. Wow. Yeah. Open That's bar it. is so key. That is it. If you pay for anything, you pay for that open bar. Beyond. I mean, I am so cheap that I want to do BYOB. Because no. I'm like, well, here's my, here's my argument. Everybody likes to drink what they like to drink. So like yeah. bring a Ooh. bottle of it. Okay. And then it's almost social. Because it's like, oh, do you want some rosé? Sure. You know, I'm Jen. Hi. Like what? I don't know. But are I'm, you not accepting gifts though? Is that their gift to you? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> well, then you are asking a lot. I know. My boyfriend's <laughs> like, you can't get any. That's like so embarrassing. So you have said that you're job is mostly on the weekends how do you balance that with your boyfriend it was really hard when I was single because um guys on dates never understood what exactly I did they call me a wedding crasher they would say get a real job all this stuff and weekends was really hard because I'd be traveling I'd be working weddings when I met my boyfriend he had done a lot of internet research he, he knew who I was before you guys met before we met how'd you guys meet we met on Hinge. Oh, okay. I have a lot of friends that are very, like, they're killing it on Hinge. You know what? They love it. I, I think it's amazing. I did an experiment where I did 14 first dates in one month. Oh, I like that. I hated everyone. I really? went to delete the app and he was date 15. <gasps> so what's your advice for that? Don't give up. It's a numbers game. 
Okay. And make your dates 30 minutes or less. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> By 30 minutes, you know, and they know. And if it's not going anywhere, not to be like rude, but go leave. Just get out. Move on. You yeah. know? Okay. Um, but he had done enough research when he came to the date. He wasn't like, what's a bridesmaid for hire? He was like, I just want to tell you what you do is so cool. I respect it. I'm also an entrepreneur. And I was like taking a deep breath because he completely respects the hustle. Uh-huh. He's also like, I guess we're both workaholics, but like Saturdays and Sundays we have fun, but we also work. Okay. And it's so great being with a person who gets that because in the past I have boyfriends who'd be like, choose me or your career. And I was like, well, I'm going to choose my career because who asks that question? Yeah. That's not next. Right. Like, out. are you kidding me? That's so, not okay. You but need I met supportive. Yeah. He, he was supportive from the start. So what's your best advice for someone that's dating? Like, yourself who has to travel a lot how do you keep that relationship going it's really hard you know if you're traveling over weekends sometimes my boyfriend will come meet me at the weddings and he'll crash them at the end you oh know? that's cool but yeah, like 11 p.m okay. people are drunk anyway doesn't matter or they'll invite him sometimes brides will be like tell him to come at the end but like if i go to chicago for a wedding he'll come we'll spend time there um but if so do the brides fly you out Sorry. yeah they pay for everything they pay for everything dress transportation on top of the actual is it package. kind of and i hate to compare this but sometimes guys just want a professional when it comes to like an escort that's what people call me all they're like I'm like, I have a weird job. They're like, what are you, an escort? I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I'm like a bride <laughs> escort. So I so I understand that. Yes. Not that I'm promoting having No, escorts. but like sometimes you want the professional. Especially now because I know I have the other bridesmaids texting me about getting nails done, getting hair done, the makeup done. And I'm like, I mean, this is something, yes, it's important for us, yep. but it should be about her. And that's my pet peeve with bridesmaids is like, it's not about you. And if your hair doesn't look good, your yeah. makeup's not what you like, maybe don't vocalize it. Maybe don't cause a scene. Yeah. It's just not about you, you know? Um, not to it's say not you should day. look bad, but like... But it's frustrating on the flip side because you spend a $1,000. Well, yes. <laughs> that is also sucks. so frustrating. <laughs> and being a bridesmaid is expensive, which is why my biggest piece of advice is say no to things you can't afford. Yeah. If you can't afford to go to a bachelor party in the Dominican Republic, don't go. Sorry. Don't go. You're showing up for the day. You are show. It's just being a friend, and like if you can't go to brunch on a Sunday with a friend, you tell them no. Yeah, being a bridesmaid should be the exact same thing as that. All right, you. I could talk to you for hours about this, but, <laughs> but I want to know about your new book, right? So people would always be asking me. What are your crazy bridesmaid for hire stories? What's like the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? And I was like, you know what? I'm a writer. I'm going to use that poetry degree. And I wrote a book called When You Least Expect It. Um, and it's it's a memoir about my life in different aspects. So it starts off talking about my childhood when I was bullied to going into my own personal dating life to what led me to this career. And then it closes with a bunch of crazy wedding stories that... I think when you read them, you start to fully understand why this job works in like a very weird way. Okay. Because a lot of times every wedding I work, there's always a story. The stories are when you first hear them, you'd be like, oh, that's so weird. But then like, I don't know, you sort of fall in love with these brides and you understand why they are looking for help in this way in a very weird way. Like I'll tell you the final chapter of the book is a story about a bride who hired me from Michigan and it was a little sketchy. Like I thought she was catfishing me. She would never (laughs) Skype me. Like she wouldn't send me a picture. She didn't have Facebook. And like the day before I flew there, we jump on the phone and she's like, I have something to tell you. I'm like, yes, finally I get to know like, is, are you a man? Like what's the (laughs) secret? And she's like, the man I'm marrying is gay. 
and I'm marrying him for a bunch of different reasons. And at first I was like, I, I, she said that I became like a journalist. I'm like, what are the reasons? Like I was questioning her cause I was so confused, but as the story unfolds and as you hear the story in a very odd way, you'll get it. Okay. And a lot of people who read this final chapter end up in tears because it just defines love in a very unusual way. And I think that's why I love this job so much is because you start to have a better understanding of people and realizing that not everyone has the same kind of lifestyle and, and love style that you do. Okay. Um, two more questions. Yes. And then I, I feel like I've taken up so much of your time. Oh, no. You're so busy. Um, which is great. Hustler. Um, <laughs> what advice can you give to a bridesmaid or maid of honor or even a groomsman, anything to help themselves get it together so they don't have to bother the groom or the bride on that day. Like what if you are having a little crisis or need something like, what do you do? You don't bother the bride, bother some, the, the most, I'd say professional person in the room. So like usually there's one friend who just has their shit together. Okay. Talk to them, leave the room. Don't ever let the bride know anything is wrong. Like even if the whole wedding is falling apart and flooded and there's like a hurricane, don't let the bride know. Like really work really hard to just solve every kind of problem you have. Like I had a wedding once where the bridesmaid like completely lost her dress and it's panic mode for sure. But like the very last thing you do is tell the bride, like think of every other option, every other option, like even cutting off pieces of your own dress and sewing it onto her body like you just just try really hard not to let the person know because they are going through an extreme amount of stress that is unbearable for a human being to go through it's a lot it's so funny which is it's because it's supposed to just be a party and a celebration but it's not like I think weddings are um one of the hardest days of people's lives. And I think people who got married will tell you that's the truth. But people who are planning a wedding are like, they're planning our best day ever, but it's not. Oh God. I respect how you've branded yourself. And if you go on, what's your website again? Bridesmaid for hire. Bridesmaid for hire.com. Like just your branding alone is amazing. How did you learn that? Like what advice can you give to people on it? I know that was two questions. Sorry. No, you know, what's interesting is I never had any experience with any of this, but when I started my blog, the things I learned from many years ago, I built my own website for it. I taught myself everything I know and anyone can do that. People will always email me, how, how, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you write? How do you do that? I'm sure you know, the answer is you just go and do it. You just Just go and burn it. it. Like there's no... You can't major in stand-up comedy. Yes, you can take classes, but then you have to get up on stage and do it and do it and do it. And that's the same with anything. Mm-hmm. I'm a poetry major. I'm qualified to do nothing with my life. <laughs> but the interesting thing is like you can learn everything online. You can build a website in five hours and create yeah. your own business and just start. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just start right now and don't give up. I love Ever. that. Oh my God. Yay. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, so you've made it to the end. I definitely want to have you back. Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to promote before I have you do a special thing at the end? Um, that I, have? I guess just the, po- the podcast, but that's it. That's- Tell the meatballs the name of your podcast. My podcast is called You're Not Getting Any Younger. It was inspired by a moment in my life last year where I was super depressed and really down. And I remember I was in the shower. It was Thanksgiving. And I just kept saying to myself, like, snap out of it. You're not getting any younger. So I started a Facebook group and a podcast where people come on and talk about how they disrupted their lives. And I think that's really important because nobody ever teaches you how to mess up your life. Mm-hmm. But everyone should mess up their lives more often. Over and over and over again until you get it right. 
never apologize for your mistakes. Well, I have to tell the meatballs, I met you doing a live show at Stand Up New York. Yes. We did the Great Love Debate, which was kind of like a weird energy that night. It really was. <laughs> it was. I felt like it was very awkward. And I think when we ended up on stage, we were like opposite ends of the stage. Yeah. I couldn't really even talk to you. No, it was just, it was kind of weird. And I think that happens with shows yes. and stuff. But you do have this aura about you that from the second I like literally saw you, I was excited to be on the show with you, but didn't know what to expect. You're so open. You're Thank so amazing. You. And I would organically want you in my bridal party, <gasps> but I definitely would hire you. Th- Thank you. You have like a calming that. effect about you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I think I felt the same about you. I was like, I was actually really nervous to meet you. And I was like, I don't really know what to say because we like sort of know each other. Is, yeah. But, you know, the world brings people together in very odd ways. Yeah. So I'm very yes. happy we did that stand up show. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> um, okay. So at the end of each episode, I have kind of people do a final thought. Cool. And... I always have them read lyrics. Normally, it's a Lady Gaga song because she retweeted us and she's like Goals guest. But I love to incorporate some Britney and whoever else is hot at the moment or that I don't fucking know. Um, so I chose the song Work Bitch. Love it. For you. It's the best workout song ever. Oh, so good. I love um, it. So you can either read one line, you can read all the lines, you could do whatever you want cool. as either someone from Jersey from Boca or a bridesmaid speech or just you giving advice so here's Brittany work I'll give you a minute to look over it so you can pick um meatballs I will remind you while Jen's going over work bitch if you'd like to reach out to me you can email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com I love hearing your questions your stories just just say hi just do anything because I respond or if you don't feel like emailing and you're on social media and want to follow me you can follow me at Jacqueline Marfuji so that's at J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. And I respond to messages on there and comments and all those things. Um, And I also post upcoming shows and where I'm teaching and just funny quotes that I think make make everyone else happier. Um, So yeah, follow me, find me, do all the things, and rate, subscribe, and I don't know, write a review if you're really feeling it. Totally. And now we have Jen Glantz doing work, bitch. All right. Good evening, meatballs. My name is Jen, and I'm the bridesmaid of honor. And today I want to tell you some advice. Hold your head high, fingers to the sky. They're going to try to try you, but they can't deny you. Keep it moving higher and higher. Keep it building higher and higher. Hold your head high, fingers to the sky. Keep it moving higher and higher. And now it's time to raise your glass for a toast. My final words of advice for the bride-to-be is, you better work, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This would actually be a really good maid of honor speech. I, I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> it's like the bride telling the maid of honor, you better work, bitch. That, seriously, <laughs> I, I want a paycheck for this job. Yep. Yes. Oh, well, I loved that. Thank you. I loved having you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, please tell them again where they can find you. You can find me at jenglance.com on social media at jenglance. You can see Bridesmaid for Hire at bridesmaidforhire.com and you can listen to the podcast. You're not getting any younger 
her wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, listen to her after you listen to this. Yeah, yeah thank you so much for being here. Thank You're you for amazing. having me. Yes, and meatballs, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I 